I want to thank my sponsor today. They really make the show happen, man. I, I just couldn't do it without them. You know, Solar Labs and Scope, you've heard me talk about it a ton of times because I've used them so many times. The beauty is, you know, you have a product, you want to put the right keywords because it's all about keywords, right? When you, you know that the keyword is what people are searching for, right? When you're thinking of buying barbecue gloves, what do you put in there? That's what you want to figure out. What are people searching for? Well, Scope allows you to do that because you get to see the number one, number two, number three seller in that category, in that group that are similar products. You get to see what their words are. Well, that's the key. There's no reinventing the wheel here. You're going to take advantage of this information that's available that Scope presents for you. The tool is very inexpensive. They're going to give you a couple free keywords. you got to give it a shot. Sellerlabs.com, sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code MOMENTUM to save 50 bucks. Save 50 bucks. Give it a shot. Give it a trial. Get some free keywords and see what you can do. Remember, I also use it on my wholesale accounts or if you do bundles, even better because you could take the keywords for each of those products in the bundle, figure out the best and put it together. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum. I want to say thank you to Karen Locker from Solutions for E-Commerce for being a great account manager. Yes, you've heard me say it a bunch of times, but I mean it because RQ4 was spectacular because of all the variations for a particular line we had that Karen entered. Um, 78 of them, I believe, and now I'm adding a bunch more because we're not done. I mean, it's time of year. It's going to sell right into January, February, and March. So she's getting ready to add a bunch more. That's the power of having that team member that team that works overnight, quite frankly, they work different hours than I do. Send a file. She sends me a file. She's like, Steve, fill in these particular fields, shoot it back to me, and boom, they get it done, and they get it done fast. And it just has allowed us to grow. It's that silent team member. They don't call off sick. They just handle things. Solutions, the number four, e-commerce.com slash momentum is going to save you 50 bucks, and she's going to do that all-important inventory health report. She only does that for my listeners, only through this deal. You're going to save 50 bucks, and you're going to get that inventory health report solutions for ecommerce.com slash momentum get ready for the new year now is the time very excited i've got Anna hill coming up pretty soon and she's going to talk to you why it's so important to get ready for uh 2018 hey gay lisby's group um it was awesome this quarter i mean i can't believe the stuff that was posted in there i saw so many people have so much success and credit her group with having incredible success yes it's still closed however they're letting you get in through my link, only my link. And so I have a link out on this episode that'll allow you to click through and get on the waiting list. And guess what? You'll get right in. So it's a special list. Um, the other thing which is cool is there's so many people learning uh, because Gay's a teacher, was a teacher, still a teacher in this world now. And we're very lucky to have her. And so Gay Lisby's group, it's an awesome, awesome group. Send her a note that I sent you. And you're going to get in. And it's just going to set you up for real success for 2018. I don't want to miss GoDaddy because they have been so good to me. I, I'm just so excited that they're a sponsor of the show because I bought so many domains through them. And it's so cool. So if you go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum, you're going to save 30% off your purchase at GoDaddy. I'm, again, I want to go back and do my purchases over because I'd like to save the 30%. Hello. But I am getting ready to buy a couple more domains again. When I see a big idea or if I'm bringing a brand to market, I'm buying that domain. You'd be a fool not to. And so try godaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. 
awesome. And finally today, Grasshopper. Grasshopper is the app you put on your phone so you can run your business from your current cell phone. Don't add a second cell phone. A peer larger one is put a local vanity number if you want or a local 800 number to make you appear a little larger than what you are. Have the phone forwarded to your current cell phone. Have it forwarded to voicemail. Have it forwarded to your uh, reps working in other countries for you, your VAs. You have all those options. And it's just trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to save 50 bucks. Trygrasshopper.com slash momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 264, Chris Grant. You know, I've had Chris on the show before episode 120 way back. Um, and I'll have a link in this episode and you can get his backstory there. But what's so cool for me is to watch him continue to evolve as the e-commerce world changes and evolves. Chris has put his head down and did the work. He's still an FBA seller. However, he's also an internet marketer, and he wears that badge uh, with courage. Because I, I still think that him and I think Nate McAllister, they're two good examples of people that offer tools that people want. <laughs> you know, it's kind of kind of funny. Like, you actually want something, and somebody actually puts it together for you. Yeah, they charge for it, but they actually do it. And I think that that's a skill set, um, the execution piece of it. I think the follow-through. We all have a million ideas. Most of us can't get out of our way to get it started. And Chris will tell you, he's never coded a line of programming. So therefore, he has other people do it. But the ability to have other people do what you want and understand it, that's a skill set. And he's able to charge for it. So it's a really good example. Um, let's get into the podcast. I think it's great for 2018 planning. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because in our pre-show we were talking about it. It's been a long time since I've talked to Christopher Grant. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, sir, for having me. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you coming back on. It was uh, August of 2016, your episode number 120. Number 120. It's incredible to me that we've more than doubled that since then. Your story is there. So if somebody wants to go hear a great story about drop shipping on eBay and how you get going and what you can do with it and what it's led to. And at that time, we were talking about that you were looking to create residual income. That was your model. I, I mean, let me ask you this. Is Nate older or younger than you? Uh, Nate is younger than me. And is this fair? He's been a mentor to you. Absolutely. I, uh, it, that's something I find absolutely fascinating in the Amazon world. Um, you know, people may not remember, I, I come from an insurance background, uh, and you know, it is kind of like you, you think it's corporate, it's stuffy, uh, and, uh, the Kings of the Hill are elder statesmen as well. Us old dudes. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm re I'm, uh, I can relate to that somewhat. And, and, you know, in, in internet business, in Amazon, uh, in e-commerce, you know, these guys who are out there crushing it are 20, 21, 27. And, you know, I'm 32 and I think of guys like, uh, you know, Tyler Nelson and, uh, Sky Brandt, you know, these guys, these guys are kids 
And I have sock. I use this line as the truth, though. I have socks older than both of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and these I can learn from these guys. I can learn from from guys like yourself. Uh, you know, guys in between. And, and I mean, you really you really need to be open uh, to not allowing age to be a barrier to who you learn from, especially in this kind of internet, you know, e-commerce 2.0 world that we're living in now. There's no doubt. And and so, you know, I would say Nate is an outlier. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind he's an outlier. I mean, he's very good at a lot of different things. And when you have an outlier, you know, think of how rare an outlier is, right? You've got to, you know, they can teach you an enormous amount of things. Now, you know, does he know about basket weaving or whatever. I don't know any of those things. But in this world and in marketing or whatever he's into, he really does very well with it. So why not learn from a 20-something-year-old? Or he's probably getting close to 30 now. But, I mean, why not? Um, to me, that's the beauty of it, right? Uh, you know, you don't only have to learn from Warren Buffett, although, let's face it, you could, and it's incredible. But I think you can learn a little bit from like a Mark Zuckerberg or a uh, – Gary Vaynerchuk, right? The younger guys. And Absolutely. so I think it's I think it's a very good statement. It, it fascinates me that he is a mentor to you. You have definitely adopted a lot of what he's done and emulated it to a lot of success. Fair? I would say that's fair. Absolutely. The other thing that I would say that I, I notice is that you're willing to partner up uh, a lot with well with Nate but with others too and I think that that is another strength was that easy for you to do it is um I think that I think that we all have different strengths and I am I I will be honest I don't believe that I'm the best idea guy uh you know I I do have ideas and occasionally they are uh, uh they're home runs but but what I find my strength to be is execution. And once we have a plan in place, uh, making that plan happen. And so that's why I, I actually like to team up with people uh, because I can kind of specialize uh, and focus on what I'm really, really good at. Well, I think uh, execution is 95% of it. The idea is, you know, everybody has ideas, right? Think of all the ideas that you didn't execute and somebody else did. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I thought of that before, right? But you didn't do anything with it or you couldn't do anything with it. And so the fact that that is your skill set, I think that's 95% of the role. Ideas, I mean, I've got a million of them. I've got a million domains from all the ideas that I have, right? <laughs> and yet, have I pulled the trigger on them? No. And so execution, I think, is the biggest challenge. How does that, How did? I mean, is that a developed skill or is that something that you're just born with? Specific it, to you. For me, I would say that it's a developed skill. Hmm. Um, I was, I was a shoot from the hip, uh, you know, kind of guy when I was selling insurance and uh, I was here and I was there. And when I, when my income became solely independent upon the amount of work that I put into my business, uh, I knew that I had to buckle down and, uh, and put in the, put in the work, execute the plan to, 
make sure I have an income and my family eats next month. What you've mentioned is specific skills that you've developed. And the thing that I heard in there was a plan. Is that the place where somebody needs to start? I mean, think about, you know, you've been able to execute and build this skill set. If execution is 95% of success, and I absolutely believe that, that, you know, the 5%, you get lucky once in a while, right? I think I think Mark Cuban is a good example of somebody who put in the time, but then got lucky when he sold to Yahoo, because Yahoo was in that crazy buying mode at the time in the Senet. He was one of those lucky guys. He did a lot of work, don't get me wrong, but he got lucky. Um, you I, mentioned I planning, that. and that's a that's probably it, isn't it? I think so. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be this broad wireframe. It doesn't need to be, uh, you know, a, a complete 30 page business plan. It really you, you at least need to have something that's that's back of the cocktail napkin uh, and, and ready for you to execute on. You know, it, I think people overthink it. And you know, I'm pretty active in the groups and I see people asking question after question and and taking every single course and looking at every single YouTube video, but then never pulling the trigger mm. on something. And <clears throat> you need to have a plan, but that plan has to coincide with the action for you to be able to move forward. Well, is it then, then let's take it a step further. Is the plan, does it need to be broken down? Are there little, I always, little wins, right? Little milestones. I always feel good about like when I'm on a diet, you know, it's like, oh, I lost that little bit or I made it through that week. You know, I'm trying to break my, my, my diet down into days now, literally. If I can eat well for four days, that's better than not eating well for four days, right? And so I'm trying that module. Um, is that something that somebody can use too? If, especially if they're, they're paralysis, right? If they're just analyzing forever. Absolutely. Now, uh, I saw I saw a very bad piece of advice the other day in a Facebook group that if you if you kind of spin it a little bit, it turns into a good piece of advice. And it talked about spending a dollar today on on product and spending two dollars tomorrow. Now the math was completely off, but the concept is a good one. Uh, you have a plan to be broken down where you know I've, I'm going to watch <clears throat> six hours of YouTube videos. And I'm going to read the books and then I need to go out and I need to pay some tuition and put some skin in the game uh, to actually practice what I'm learning. Uh, because there are two ways to really cement what you learn. Uh, one is by doing and two is by teaching. Hmm. Uh, and, and so you just have to do it. Well, I agree with the teaching method for sure. I always, whenever I'm, you know, it's it's almost like reassuring when I'm saying it over again and I'm helping somebody else and they're having success. It's like it gives me that little bit more confidence and then it's just like I can really move forward with it. Okay, so we're going to break the plan down into smaller steps, smaller bite-sized pieces and actually pull the trigger. Is that, I mean, so do you have a plan for 2018? Let me ask you that. I do. Okay. So uh, it's written down. You have a written plan for 2018. Do you break it down by month, by segment, by quarter? Um, a segment, I'm meaning revenue. So, for example, your apps are going to do this, and you're going to, uh, you know, do you add your personal life? And I know that's a bunch of questions, but, I mean, how elaborate is it? Uh, I have I have business goals, and then my wife and I have personal goals separately. 
and what we do is we work on the personal goals and then I work on my business goals. Uh, my business goals, I'm not as detail oriented as some might think. My business goals are bullet points uh, and then revenue based. So I know how much money I want to make next year. I then break that down into how much money I need to make every month. Uh, and then I break that further down into where I want that money to come from, whether it's my Amazon business, my affiliates, uh, my software. Uh, and then I also figure out what new ideas I want to take action on. Uh, you know, I've had a couple of ideas that I've let fester for a while, and I think it's time to bring them to fruition. So those goals are written down. Um, and then I'm more of a list guy. Uh, so I just try to cross things off the list. I put them in order of importance and then I go out and do what I need to do to, to be able to check those off. Hmm. I like it. So when it comes to the revenue side, cause it's, you know, I'm a little bit more in the math guy. Is it, you know, how many customers, um, let's use one of your softwares and let's say you make, you know, $20 per customer and just make this up. Mm -hmm. And so is it literally, okay, I want to make, you know, a thousand dollars a month on my software and I've got three different softwares. And so on this particular one, I want to make $500 and therefore at $20, I need to have 50 customers, right? Or I don't remember how much, I don't know, what did I say? 500? Yeah. Yes. So I, so now I need to have 25 customers and I already have 13. So that means I need 12 more customers. So therefore I need to develop a plan to develop 12 customers. Is that is that kind of the bullet point, and then you and then you break that down further in there? Yes, yeah, I'll break that down further into here's how, here's what my conversion rate is based right. on page okay. views, and yes. So you got to pitch a hundred people to sell ten, right? Mm -hmm. And then so then you build the cost out for ten. Do you actually build out a cost side other in addition to the revenue side? That's that is so tough. Um, when we're talking when we're talking internet marketing you can kind of figure out what your ad spend is going to be and say you know well i'm only going to spend x amount of dollars this month on ads but then you also have organic traffic which mm. you know i try to do with my blog and i have an email list uh and so it's kind of difficult to figure out exactly how much i'm going to need to spend um you know, my email list is much more, much more useful than Facebook ads. Right. And there's uh, no cost for your so. email list and it, it, other than bringing more customers on it. So then, so do you say, look, I want to make $90,000 next year. Do you then say, well, I know I'm going to have 30,000 in expense. So therefore I'll net 60 or do you say I got to take him 120 less the 30. So I get to 90. I I think about taking in 120 less the 30 so okay. I get the 90. So you get to 90. So it's net. So you've already considered that cost. Okay. All right. Yep. And then you can execute that well or not. How different is it today versus a couple of years ago? I mean, it's got to be easier for you. And I'm sure it's harder because there's more people doing it. But it's got to be easier for you because you've had so much success with these things, and I know not everything's been successful, but you've had you've had some really good, you know, some home runs, like we said. Um, is it a lot easier? I don't I don't think so. You know, ideas. 
while we call ideas a dime a dozen, they're still hard. You know, mm. they're they're difficult to uh, properly execute. You know, for for everything that everything that looks like a home run in public and you know in our community, there's there's 15 things that I've spent <laughs> money on and failed. Right. Um, you know, so I don't think it's gotten any easier. Uh, you know, the the space is dynamic. Uh, tastes are changing. You know, I remember a couple years ago, you could throw together a, a, a list of products and and people would be knocking your door down to to buy them so that they could then resell them. And, you know, today's Amazon seller uh, kind of sticks their nose up at that, which I don't I don't think is wrong. Uh, you know, so the market has evolved. Uh, it's gotten a little bit more uh, educated. Yes, educated. Thank you. And it's not a negative. I mean, it's not like they were dumb. I don't mean it that way. It just means that they can do like a tactical arbitrage. They can do some of that themselves. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, and so I don't think it's necessarily gotten harder or uh, easier, but it definitely has not gotten harder. Um, and I think that part of that is part of that is me trying to be known and actually trying to help people first. Uh, I try to, you know, educate, I try to share information, uh, so that others can succeed. And then I think in return, uh, you get a pat on the back in the form of buying a software from me or signing up to my email list. And, and if they buy it, that's the applause, right? When they spend money with you, that's the applause, right? That's, uh, yeah. I forget who says that, right? Uh, dollar bills are the applause of, uh, uh, for uh, for business, and so um, because of that, have you thought about uh, because of the dynamic nature of this business, how quickly it's evolving and changing? And you guys have earned some respect, and so therefore you do get some credibility with that. But have you thought about going into other markets, other you know other spaces than just FBA or eBay or e-commerce only? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've thought. I've thought about moving into the into the marketing side, into you know a Facebook ad agency. Uh, there are all there are a lot of things that I'm interested in. Um, I just need to learn them a bit more before I would do that. But it's absolutely crossed my mind. Hmm. When when you think of sellers now, because you get a lot of people who you know, create courses or, you know, create a list like you were describing in that and have done okay or maybe not so okay. Um, what's your advice to people who are thinking about getting in the information space? Uh, be honest. Hmm. I mean, before anything else, just be truthful. You can, yeah, you know, I'm not a million dollar seller. You know, I, I'm I'm probably never going to be a million dollar seller uh, because that's not where my my real passion is. Uh, I now I like the income and I think that Amazon is an incredible opportunity, uh, but I consider myself a teacher first. Um, and and you really need to be honest. If if you're not selling a million dollars, don't don't say you are. And if you don't know how to do something, don't don't make something up. Uh, yeah, don't you know. fake it till you make it. That used it, to be a phrase, right? That was acceptable. Absolutely. Not and in this world, because you can no. make some mis big mistakes. No, and and you will be called out on it. Uh, you know, we 
we say that people are keyboard warriors, but sometimes that is for the common good. Uh, you know, when people will call you out on the mat and say what you've done is wrong. Uh, and I think it not only keeps our feet to the fire to stay honest, uh, but it also can, you know, wash out some, some people who are, are taking the community. There's a, there's a great example of that happening in, you know, Washington courts right now. Yeah, that's a pretty significant one. I've really not talked about it because I really don't know much about it other than uh, I saw prior to that just an enormous amount of people saying, I got taken for $30,000, they felt like. And I don't know that to be true, but that's what their statements were. I saw a whole bunch of people and I'm thinking, oh my God, who would who would pay $30,000? Apparently a bunch of people did. And now apparently there's some there's some back and forth. So there's a big lawsuit out there of a company and I don't know who they are. Um, I, I've never heard of them, um, and they had not approached. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Actually, one of them I think did approach my me to uh, to come on the show, uh, but I wasn't familiar with them, so um, I filter that stuff as best as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is that's real, and that should be real for everybody. But then again, if you are honest and you offer good services and you offer uh, what you say you will do, I mean that's usually the biggest problem. Is people say they're going to do this and they don't, right? They fall short of it. Absolutely. That's and that's painful. And then, you know, they they should just refund people and make it right, right? Try to make it as right as they can. Um, when you think about going into another business, do you feel like you have to put in the thousand hours? So for example, like like if you went into Facebook marketing or opened up a Facebook marketing agency, do you think that you have to put in the time? Because I think some of it, too, is you get new in here, and everybody has some easy success, right? We all remember Frozen. Mm-hmm. Anybody who sold Frozen was a genius, right? It was easy, right? Oh, you wouldn't believe these shoes. Andy and I, I always tell this story. Andy uh, Slamans and I were selling um, Anna boots. Oh, my God, we sold pallets <laughs> of these different things, right? We were geniuses for that second, and then it's over, right? Everybody was. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like... That thousand hours is still a real rule where you got to put a thousand hours to know it. I think that the thousand hours can can, can be compressed these days. Um, uh, you know, and I'm not a I'm not a, a Tony Robbins uh, you know evangelist. Uh, you know he talks he has a program called Decade in a Day, and I think that you can compress the amount of time it takes to really learn and maybe even become a master at something. Uh, but I do think that you need to have some track record of success, uh, or you need to, you need to show that with people. For example, if, if I were going to start a Facebook ad agency today, uh, what I might do is make sure that I know what I'm doing, first of all, uh, which with Facebook is difficult, but, uh, I would then offer my services for free to show them, Hmm what I was, what I could do for them and then sign them as a client, you know? Yeah. They would see that over time and yes, I can deliver. If I can't, there's no cost to you. I think that's a very fair way. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, you said about staying on track or what do you do when you get off track? Cause you, you must derail like everybody else. How do you, how do you pull back and get back on track? You know, I apologize to anybody listening because there's some definitely some Skype problems that came through on this interview. However, uh, we think we got it worked out, and so we're going to take another swing at this section again. 
and and really try to keep going because it, the, I think the content I think what what I like about Chris as much as I like Nate same kind of thing is you guys have figured out a way um, to offer picks and shovels to sellers right I mean it's fair I mean that's not an unfair statement um, that you know picks and shovels the people who sold picks and shovels in the gold rush made the most money and that's I guess there could be a negative connotation to that, but it's not men as one. It's like somebody has to supply that stuff, right? Somebody, you know, I was showing my son this morning, we're using, we use scan power, and I was showing him something this morning, we were listing something, and I'm like, all these steps I could do directly into Amazon. I don't need to pay somebody else. However, look at every time I do this, I don't have to do that, 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 or that. So therefore, I'm willing to pay that fee to them or inventory lab or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you don't. I think there used to be a much more negative connotation to what you guys do than than there is now. Is that is that your sense too? I think that's I think that's fair. Absolutely. And it's not a not a negative thing. I mean, you don't. It, it was somebody we just described this the other day. Like you know, well, you st- I sell on eBay. You know, it was that kind of way you felt like too. Like well, yeah, I sell on eBay because nobody thought it was real. And now we know people that are selling a million dollars. I know somebody personally sells a million dollars on eBay, and they make a lot more margin than they did on Amazon. So guess what? You got to respect it. I mean, you got to give it the respect. So therefore, the same thing goes for information. All right. So let's do this. What I like about what you guys do is you execute and you put something in place. Now, you've done a couple of your own apps. Where did, I mean, is that again an execution with somebody else or? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, but next year, yes. Uh, everything, everything that I've done so far has been my idea or. Or maybe someone said, hey, I really, really want this. Right. I'm missing this. I, I have a need for this. Yeah. And then, and then yes, the, the rest of it is execution. You know, like we talked about before, ideas really are a dime a dozen. Um, you know, and we'll talk about, we could talk about Rev ROI, you know, which is. Go ahead. It's my best, ex- or my best selling extension. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. The idea is not hard. Well, tell us what the idea was. What was what was the like the aha moment? Well, you know, I'm doing online arbitrage, and we all want to save time. We want to make sure that we're getting you know uh, the best margin. And one of the ways to do that is, of course, discount gift cards and cash back. Now, Bob Steele, who is master, yes, he's a genius in his own right. Um, the man pays. He his won't tell you that rent. I know, I know. He's very humble. Very uh, humble. He pays his rent. He makes enough just in cash back. He could buy a fairly nice car. Um, and the thing is, is that to make sure that we get the best cash back and we do it quickly, we had to go to a couple different sites and make sure that this was the best or this was the best. And there, there had to be a way to pare that time down so that, and make it simple so that everybody can make sure they're doing it. Uh, and that's all, that's all Rev ROI was. The, the idea is simple. Uh, but then dealing with developers, because I've never written a line of code in my life, uh, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> conveying, conveying your, your idea, making sure that it gets executed properly and, and you're dealing with someone who, you know, likely 
doesn't speak as good of English as you do, uh, that part is the difficult part. And following through with it. You know, you, you describe something, though, is uh, there's got to be an easier way. I've got to reduce these touch points, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the thing that you should be listening. So if somebody's sitting there saying, man, I want to get in this information business, because let's face it, I mean, the beauty of having a piece of software is it's a vending machine, correct? I mean, it's you write it once and, you know, got to mind, you know, it's easy to say write it once. And as as Google changes or whatever, you know, Chrome changes, right? You have to modify. So there's a lot more to it than that. But the theory is basically, hey, start with something, sell it multiple times. That's really the theory. Yes. But paying attention to people who are having trouble, right? You're solving a problem. I think if I've, you know, one one thing that the successful people that I've had on the show have all said the same thing is that, you know, I was trying to solve a problem because this didn't work for me. And I'm like, it has to be other people. So therefore they create it. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow. You mean more people will be interested? You have this problem too? Oh, yeah, here you go. And then it's like, wow, it's like a floodgate almost, right? Absolutely. And I'll have to give Nate credit for this. Nate is the first person to have said this where it stuck with me. But one of the one of the best places to start is by scratching your own itch because mm-hmm. there are likely people who have the same itch. And if you can provide that... Uh, that ease of pain or, or a way to make things easier. That's what we pay for in life. We are, we are to a point in the evolutionary cycle where we pay for convenience. We pay to make things easier. Uh, and, uh, and so that's, that's really what you have to execute on. Well, let's go back. Uh, your Reb ROI. If you were going to have an administrative per, I mean, think back to how it would have been done in the old days right? Um, go look at Mad Men. I think it's a great example, right? Go watch the show Mad Men and watch the way they used to do things, right? That's within our lifetime, right? Uh-huh. I mean, they're up to the 70s. My son's re-watching it, and he's at the 70s right now. That's lifetime for a lot of, uh, well, at least me, it was. Not you guys yet, <laughs> but it gets there. But it, it, my point is this, is that it wasn't that long ago you would have paid somebody to do that Rev or ROI calculation for you, right? You would have had an administrative, a secretary, God forbid, that's the term. You would have had somebody there calculating that for you and mm-hmm. doing that work. And you would have had to pay a, a lot of money for it. As opposed, What's the cost of Rev ROI? Uh, 39 95 so For 40 bucks. Um <laughs> One time, that's so embarrassing to say that, you would have had some staff member do that. And that would have been one of their responsibilities. Oh, we've got to calculate our, make sure the uh, calculations are right and get all the research done. And today you can pay 40 bucks, not even thirty nine ninety five, and you can quickly have it and have it at your fingertip. Literally, as you're pulling it up, it tells you right then and there, correct? Exactly. Yep. Right in graph form. There's nothing to do, but just open or click a button. Well, then let me ask you this, because I, I think that brings up a point in my mind anyway, is when does it make sense to investigate further? So scratch your own itch is a broad term. I got lots of, it, lots of itches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was that the biggest pain point in your business at the time? Uh, it was. And the reason is, and, and I tell people, I tell people this honestly and without shame, I am a lazy seller. If it takes me, you know, I don't, I don't do any of my own prep anymore. I, I try to outsource as much as I can so that I don't 
have to touch product or, you know, I have a, I have a VA who helps me with do, doing OA. Um, you know, I, I honestly, this is a lifestyle business. And so when I was trying to figure out all of these processes, uh, I was not using discount gift cards. I was not using cash back because I would forget or it would, it would take an extra minute or two between uh, putting items in the cart and checking out. And it's, it's time that I didn't want to spend. Uh, so I needed a way to compress that time. And that's it's almost like a discipline, going. right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I, to me, I was sitting there thinking about that. It's, it's, it's a discipline because you should be looking every single time. Well, you don't because life happens, right? Mm-hmm. And so therefore, by using a tool, somebody else's tool, or in your case, your tool, whoever it is, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Hmm. What it, what it, what matters to you? I was sitting there thinking about that. You know, lifestyle business, what really matters to you? And then I'm going to ask the converse, which is what doesn't matter to you now? And especially has that what matters, what doesn't matter to you evolved as you get older, now that you're this whopping 32? <laughs> um, yeah, four and a half years ago, uh, my son was born. That, I, you don't know what life is about until you're a parent. Uh, and once that happened, I knew that being able to not be chained to a desk, uh, being able to be the one to take my son to school and pick him up and mm, take him to swimming that. lessons, that was, it had to be something that I was able to do. When I asked Matt Cartlett this question, tell me this, sorry to cut you off, but it, yeah. it's, it gets the visualization of you dropping him off and picking him up. How many dads are with you? Um, where my son goes to preschool, I would say that I am in the 5%. Think about that. I mean, have you, have you pinched yourself and realized, now I'm not saying it's luck, because I didn't want to use the word how lucky you are, because <laughs> obviously it's hard work and preparation, right? But I mean, that the trade-offs you've made, let's say it that way, have you thought about that? <sighs> A little bit. Five percent. You just told me you're in the five percent. My God. Yeah, it's the the positives have been so great that I I don't think about any of the trade offs that I've had to had to make. They've mm. all been they've all been for the good in in the long run. It's a good attitude. Okay. All right. Sorry. I just you and Matt Cartley, you guys. I mean, when I see that, I mean, it just it it's so exciting to me because I was the opposite. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it was a different generation. But I mean, it was man. I remember going to work long before the kids got up and coming home after they were still or they were in bed, and that was just the norm. That's just the norm, you know. And and that norm isn't so good. When uh, what did I just see? Toys R Us, uh, Europe. They're, they might end up closing the whole thing because there's a pension problem for a whole bunch of people or some story. And I'm thinking, oh, man, those poor people worked their whole career and now completely in jeopardy. And so was it worth it? I would I guess they would say no now, right? Absolutely. How about this? Do you think at 32, um, and you made the decision to go out on your own, What? how old were you? Uh, 20. Nine is okay. when I went out on my own. And and you didn't have instant success, so it's been gradual success. Um, when you think about it, would you trade it 
for anything? And if not, which I'm assuming you're going to say, what do you say to the 28-year-old who says, I need to earn $100,000 before I can jump full-time? I mean, I, I, I want to go, is it true I can make $100,000? I'm ready to quit my job today. Uh, so, no, I would not trade what I've been able to do for anything. Um, this was probably, you know, besides marrying my wife and, uh, you know, deciding to have a child, this was the one of the best decisions I've made in my life. Hmm. Um, I would like to be able to go back to my 28-year-old self and <laughs> smack myself around a little bit. Stay focused, say, focus. <laughs> focus, and dude, you should have done this seven years ago. Yeah, bought Bitcoin. We should have all bought Bitcoin at 10 <laughs> cents when it was there. Alex, you're like a Menza. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I wish I had that kind of foresight and yeah. you know and none of, none of us do. None of us have that kind of foresight. Uh, you know, but picking away at a dream will still allow you to get there no matter what. Right. Uh, You're you moving forward foresight. yeah. Well, the I think that, that you know as I think about this conversation, the thing that it's really I keep I keep thinking about outliers and measuring yourself against an outlier. So you've had some success, not as much success as Nate. And that, you know, that's not a criticism, but that's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think that's an unfair statement. No. How do you measure yourself against an outlier? You know, and Nate's going to be all blushy because he called him an outlier, but it's the truth. I mean, in fairness, he deserves it because he really has. He's considered one of the best writers I've ever seen. Um, but as an outlier, how do you compare yourself and then how do you get past that? Because that, you think about all the people we know when they see, you know, uh, so-and-so just sold a million dollars today. Or, you know, we've seen some people having $100,000 days, right? That's mm -hmm. not unusual this time of year. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. It's not – we've seen people do it. Not that I've seen it. I'm, I'm talking about other people, outliers. Oh, yeah. And so how do you get past that and give that, advice to somebody who can't? That's a great question. You know, I, I see – I see those guys who share, you know, hey, I had a hundred thousand dollar day today. This was the second best day of Q4, or something like that. And and then you're going to see two kinds of responses. You're going to see, dude, I'm really glad you're crushing it. Uh, and then you're going to see, well, what was the point of this? Just to brag? Um, oh. You know, we have to do everything we can to not be that second person. Uh, that kind of mindset is a cancer. Uh, and if you think that everybody just wants to brag or show off, uh, you're not, you're going to close your mind to what you could learn from that person, uh, rather than, than be able to take what they might be able to say and spin it into your own success. And one of the things that I would, I would really, I would warn people against is, is your success looks different hmm. from another person's success. Uh, I had I had a really great conversation with with someone. And I won't say their name because I know they they wouldn't care for it. But his success has been realized now. He I don't know what he makes, but it's you know seven to ten thousand dollars a month. It, it's you know it's not. We know guys. You and I both know guys who make it a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but his success has been realized because he is not chained to a desk. He is not chained to a time clock. He comes and goes as he pleases. 
uh, and, and he does what he wants, and he has all of his needs and his wants met. Now, my success is different than his. That seven to ten thousand dollars a month is is not my goal. It was never my goal. Mine is much higher uh, because of the things that I want to be able to do for my family and the the goals that I have. Uh, but my success is not uh, $20 million a year either. Uh, you know, and we know guys who are selling $20 million a year. And for them, that's incredible. We should never be envious, but we should always be looking to learn from those guys. And, and I would hope that everybody would take that to heart. Uh, let me tell you, your son's success, when he sees you picking him up from school, his idea of success is right there. Because his dad is there, and the 95% of his classmates, their dad's not there. And my bet is a good portion of that 95% wish they could trade places with you. They might make more money. They might have more success, whatever that means. And yet they would look at you like, man, he's figured it out. 32, he's figured it out. Hmm. Yeah, there, there are guys, there are a couple of guys there, you know, the ones of us who who do drop our kids off are, are mostly business owners, uh, you know, and we're the ones showing up in shorts and T-shirts to <laughs> school functions. Uh, and and it is interesting the look that you get, you know, uh, so but it's, it's the best thing ever. That's awesome. OK, so uh, you've got Rev ROI. And so. For the few people who don't know what it does again, so it it is a Chrome extension, correct? It's well, first off, it's thirty nine ninety five. That's mm-hmm. how much it is. Um, however, you're going to give a fifty percent off coupon that, yes. that I can use, so you can save nineteen dollars and ninety two or ninety three cents, depending on how the math goes. Um, and so, it allows you to do what? It allows you to <clears throat> save time and not have to hunt all over the internet for discount gift cards and cash back. Um, it, we aggregate from a bunch of different sources to make sure that you're able to see who has the best uh, deals available when it comes to saving money on your on your OA purchases. So, so give me an example. So I want to buy the water bottle that I'm looking at. It's a beautiful water bottle. It's probably sold on Target. So I'm going to go and I'm looking at this and I'm getting ready to make the purchase. And the math works. I can see I can buy it for $8 and sell it for $8 because that's what usually happens when you buy from mm-hmm. Target. The price will hold. And so I'm going to buy it. And then I just, before I do, it says, hey, wait, you can save. Tell me what it says. So all you do is you click the little... Uh, speedometer icon up in your uh, up in your Google Chrome, and a graph pops up, and it looks like any any regular bar graph. To the left is the most savings. To the right is the least. And you know, of course, you know what Ebates is, mm-hmm. and that might be everyone's go-to because they also have a Chrome extension. Uh, but you're going to find that Ebates is not the best cash back for Target. Uh, it's probably going to be something like uh, top cashback or simply best coupons, which, which most people have never heard of. <laughs> never heard of. Uh, so you click on one of those. Now, I happen to be a top cashback fan, so I use them most often. Uh, and I don't have an affiliate to them or anything like that, so I'm not pushing anybody there. Uh, and then you 
click a another little area that says GC. It takes you to another tab with another bar graph, and it will show you who has the best discount gift cards. And of course, everyone will say, "Well, Ray's probably has though. That's that's who everybody no, knows." No, no, no. Well, it might be gift card Zen, or it might be uh, gift card Granny. Right? There's a whole ton of Granny. Them. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of them out there. And so yeah. your point is, is that there could be, it it just pays to know, and you don't have to go do the because how many times? Oh, I could do this myself, Chris. Right? Let me oh, go check. Absolutely. I'm gonna go check. I'm gonna check this one, this one, this one, this one, and then somebody calls or a distraction happens, and I, oh yeah, I'm not gonna go check those. They weren't good last time, but you know the the key is they could be good this time, and that's the value of it. All right, you have one more that you're working on, and so anyway, so I'm gonna have a link for that. Rev ROI. He's given fifty percent off. Um, with a code, and I don't know what the code is, but I'm going to put it in. I'll, I'll find out from them afterwards. So that's pretty awesome. I appreciate that. Um, the other one that you're involved in, Tactical Arbitrage Academy. This is the the real shortcut because Tactical Arbitrage, while Alex does an amazing job and has made it so much more user-friendly from the original version, and I've been a user, it's there's still a lot of moving pieces. And how many people use it to capacity, would you say? Uh I would say maybe one percent. Bob Steele. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Uh, there is, I honestly, you know, Alex is Alex is another person I really look up to. Uh, he is he is a guy who not only has ideas but is someone who executes yeah. on his ideas very very well. Uh, and if you ever get to sit down and have a have a conversation with him, you realize really quickly that he is just so smart um and so because he has so much crammed into the software it is difficult to make sure that you maximize the potential of tactical arbitrage and that's not a slam on the software or alex uh it's just the fact that it is it is the thor's hammer of online arbitrage tools uh and so it could be difficult to wield at times that's a great way to describe it. Jeez, <laughs> I'm thinking of Alex swinging a hammer now. Yeah, that's, that's a fair statement because it's data. I mean, it is enormous, enormous amounts of data. I mean, it's just, it really is. It can be. It, absolutely. You know, if, if, you, if you over filter what you're looking at in tactical arbitrage, you can find absolutely nothing. And yeah. if you under filter, you, uh, it's you like- You can find absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's like drinking from a fire hose at times. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you're able to take what someone else has learned and, and then apply that to your own business, it can seriously cut down the learning curve and increase your chances of success with a product that is meant for people to be successful with. Hmm. I love it. And so this this is a how-to tutorial kind of shortened version to, to help you jump through. It really helps buy time. Is that a fair statement? I would say so, yes. Okay. What's the cost of Tactical Arbitrage Academy? It is $397 normally. Okay. Uh, we we do discount it occasionally. Um, and I don't I don't know when this will actually be aired, but there will be a discount coming soon, I'm sure. Okay. 
All right. He's going to give us a discount. I will have it in my show notes. I'm going to hold him to it. I'm going to hold him and Nate because Nate's involved in this. I'm going to hold him to it um, just so you can benefit listeners. Um, I, I just think that if you're going, I mean, I, again, I'll use my scan power example this morning, teaching my son. I'm like, I could do this, 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 and this. I don't need to pay him or uh, those guys. I don't need to pay him. I just, I'm kind of lazy like you. I don't want to have to do this, 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 and this, because quite frankly, it's mindless and I'm not consistent. And so by getting consistency, by investing in tools and learnings, that's how you're going to get there. Dude, you are, you're a good example of what can be. Um, And I just, I really applaud you guys for what you do, because again, I think the reputation, um, I see a lot of people take a lot of heat. A lot of people give out a lot of heat. But you guys kind of stay to the side because of the consistency. And I, I think that that's, that's the key, is that you say what you're going to do, and then you actually do it. And I think that's a big statement. Somebody wants to reach out to you to hear more or throw an idea, or because you're the execution guy, what's the best way to get you, Chris? Honestly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in FBA today. I'm in the tactical arbitrage groups. You guys can, I, you can PM me on Facebook. I try to answer everyone I get. Uh, or you can go over and hit me up on my blog at cleartheshelf.com, and I have a contact me button for you to uh, shoot me an email if you need to. Awesome. Cleartheshelf.com. That's where Chris blogs. Lots of information, lots of great stuff. Man, I appreciate you taking the time. Apologize for the uh, Skype issues. Uh, I don't know. you. Whatever you did on your side seems to have worked. Um, I have not heard any problems since then. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate you being patient and working with me. Thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Another great episode. I mean, dude's smart. You know, he is fulfilling needs that people have. And I think that that's such a powerful thing. If you learn anything, um, do that, you know, scratch that itch for yourself and then scratch it for others. You know, 2018 is here. Plan, plan, plan. You're hearing that common theme from everyone that I've been interviewing or will be interviewing in this next couple of weeks. It's really about putting something down. And if it goes in formalist, Chris, I mean, he's a good example of somebody who doesn't have it so detailed that you just can't do anything, right? You could plan, plan, plan to death and never execute. He's a good example of somebody who has a general idea where he's going, but he actually gets there. And I think that that's so important, so powerful. Ecommercemomentum.com. Hey, don't forget Seller Labs uh, scope. Um, man, oh man, it's 2018. Take a look at all the listings you're on and see what you can do to improve them. Go look at the number one seller. See what keywords they're using. Modify yours. Get them. Get them right. Get your sales moving. Get that flywheel moving, right? That flywheel you always hear about. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum. Save some money. Get some free keywords. But more importantly, get your listings right. Ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.